on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Pepsi, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Jets, Blake Cripps. Hello again, Jets fans, and welcome into Episode 6 of the JetCast. This week on the show, we're talking Jets bowling. We'll be joined here in just a little bit by a senior off the men's bowling team, Jared Roberts. And we'll also talk with women's basketball assistant coach, Clarissa Crumb. But first off, we're talking with the Bowling Hall of Famer, the head coach of men and women for bowling at Newman University, Billy Murphy. Billy, so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. Thanks for having us. Well, uh, let's talk early about both teams being in the top 25, that's got to make you feel uh, really good at this time of year, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, we probably started out a little slow this year, but we have continually been getting better and our results have been better. So it's uh, it's always good when you're getting uh, getting better uh, during uh, or when you're getting closer to postseason. So if a Jet fan goes on your website, they're going to see SWIBC with a Roman numeral of six as your last event. So I know we've gone over this before, but for Jet fans who may have forgotten, can you explain what those conference events are for you and how you did it the last one? Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're not in the MIAA, so we bowl down in the, the Southwest Intercollegiate Bowling Conference, which is a conference that is mainly some Texas schools and some Oklahoma schools. But the Kansas schools have kind of joined it in the last couple of years. Um, and it's uh, it's a developmental thing for us, I think, because uh, generally there's only a couple schools that are pretty strong. Um, it gets us a lot of games under some good competition, um, but just gets us some experience. Um, and in the last one that we bowled down in Dallas, uh, the guys got second uh, to Oklahoma Christian, which is a school that's been on the rise the last couple of years. Um, and then the girls got third. The Oklahoma Christian, one of those old Heartland Conference schools. Not that the conferences really have anything to do with bowling, and that's that's a little bit different for you guys as compared to some other programs around the country, isn't it? Yeah, we're governed by uh, the United States Bowling Congress, which uh, is the main sponsor of collegiate bowling. It's run kind of similar to the NCA. We have a lot of the same rules and regulations as far as that goes, uh, but it, it's just a it's a different group that runs it from the NCA. Billy Murphy is my guest, head men's and women's bowling coach here at Newman University. The men are 11th in the country right now, and the women are 21st. Is that about what you were anticipating coming into the year? Did you think both could be top 15, top 25 programs? Yeah, on the on the guy side, definitely. I think honestly, I think we're a top 10 program on the guy side this year. Uh, we have a couple transfers, uh, Jared Roberts and Tyler Senevac, that have come in. Um, and added a lot of depth and leadership to our group. Um, so I think our guys' team is, is strong. Um, I don't think that they have quite reached their potential of what they can be, um, but, the, but they've been bowling better the last few tournaments. We've had some good results, and I do think we're headed that way. 
On the girls' side, we lost a, a lot of, um, of our core group the last couple of years. So we've had a little bit of an experience going on, and it showed early. Uh, we, were, we were ranked 48th in the country at, after the first power poll came out. And so now being 21st, it has shown some growth and development in, those, in, in the ladies. Um, and they're going in the right direction. Um, I, I think they have a chance in postseason if we continue the growth. Um, but we just got to keep working. Well, uh, you, you stole the next question from me was to ask about some of the leaders on the men. You named a couple of them. So instead, I'll ask you, have there been any pleasant surprises, some guys that maybe you weren't expecting to be ready to contribute in a major way this year that haven't been able to do that on the men's side? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Our, our sport's just a little bit different sometimes because you don't um, – the, the conditions that we put on the lanes favor certain people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jared has had a pretty consistent year. He's had a couple bad outings, but, you know, he's averaging 200 for the year and has made four all-tournament teams out of the 10 events so far. Um, but, you know, Caleb Limes has bowled good at times. Braden Prakash has bowled good at times. Tyler has bowled good at times. And it seems to be one of those things where, depending on what's out there, uh, is is showing who is going to lead us that that particular weekend and obviously you know you're talking about the oil pattern on the mm -hmm. lanes which is something that's a little bit different I think it's if there's any sport that I can relate it to maybe it's baseball where you can build your own stadium and then depending on what kind of stadium you have you would choose okay well we need to have a pitching a good pitching stack because we have a short porch so we need to have really good pitchers or some of those teams that put out the artificial turf so they wanted to get guys who could all hit the ball on the ground and be really fast depending on what lane conditions are most prevalent and how you're in the places that you bowl does that determine how you recruit and what kind of bowlers you look for um no not necessarily um because it's it from year to year it can be different on sure you know we've seen a lot of shorter patterns this year um and that's not always the case um and short you know 60 foot lane and they're only running lane 37 feet so there's a lot of friction down the lane uh, and some years we see a lot of patterns that are 40 to 45 feet, so it's more of a, uh, a lot more speed control on trying to get the ball to, to hook in a certain spot. Um, our, our theory is we're going to recruit people, and then we're going to teach them how to be versatile and do all of it. Um, and I think that's been part of the challenge this year because uh, we do have guys that are strong in certain areas, and just getting them to be better – in the in what we would consider their their B game, um, you know we have guys that are very strong in their A game, but not necessarily in their B game. But those same guys need to be in the lineup for us to be successful. Billy Murphy, my guest, head bowling coach, Newman University. The, the the oil pattern thing just fascinates me. Do you know? Is there like some sort of a rule about how the oil is applied? And I have no experience bowling, so I'm terrible. I mean, my best game ever is 188, and that's you know like my second best is 130. So I have no idea about any of this stuff. And I know that there is oil, and that's about it. Is there a certain are there certain rules that govern how you put it down? Do you know the oil pattern before you go to an event, or do you have to show up and just kind of diagnose it and figure it out? Yeah, some of the events they show you the pattern before, but once we get to postseason, no one sees the patterns until after it's over. So uh, having the ability to read the lane and know what piece of equipment you need in your hands, what part of the lane you need to be in, 
um, that that is a very good skill set for not only our players but for the coaching staff to help them get in the right spot quicker. There there are rules to how the lanes are oiled. Okay. Um, in what we do at the com- at the competitive level, uh, they call it sport compliant, and that means now that you can't have from board to board, you can't have more than a four to one ratio. So if you have one unit on board one, you can't have more than four on the next board. Gotcha. And that goes across the lane. Uh, but most of the stuff that we bowl on is somewhere between one and a half to two and a half to one. Uh, so it's very flat, and that's where the challenge comes in. How does that compare to if somebody's going to do bowling at you know a bowling alley, if they're going to do you know the midnight cyber bowling or whatever, and, and how those lanes are treated? Well, like in a normal league pattern, from board one to board ten, there is very light film, so maybe two, two and a half units of oil. And then at board 11, it goes to like 20 units of oil. So you get this uh, big top hat look to the pattern. So you basically stand in the middle, throw it right, and it always returns. Sure. Where on what we bowl on, there is just, it's really about the same amount of volume from one side of the lane to the other. So you can't just stand in the middle and throw it that way because if you throw it that way, it's going in, <laughs> which is not not good. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've talked a lot about we've talked a lot about the men. Um, give us a couple of the ladies. You said that they had, were off to a slow start. Who have been the ladies who have improved that have allowed their rankings to go up here in these last couple of months? Yeah, Casey Collins is uh, a junior this year. Um, she's been leading us most of the year. I think she's averaging around 188, 189. Um, and then uh, we, we've been getting some good performances from freshman Addie Shuffle buying from Mulvane uh, here in our local metro area has been doing a real good job. She's been a little bit up and down, but probably the, the one that's been the most consistent after that. So we've got a conference championship coming up here, your next event for the Southwest Intercollegiate Bowling Conference Championship in Shawnee, Oklahoma, coming up on February 8th and 9th. You guys in the bowling world obviously have way more time off than the basketball teams or the baseball teams. Do you worry about the extended time, weeks, without playing in any actual competition? Yeah, in, in most years, I would tell you yes. I, I think our, our groups would, you know, they want to get back out there and compete. Um, I think this year it's been actually good for us, and I kind of built it that way, so there were some windows in there so we could continue to work and work on the things that we are not strong at. Sure. Um, And it is giving us some time to do that. Um, And and we've seen big differences in how we've been competing. Uh, Before the Christmas break, we had probably three or four weeks off. Um, And one, we do that for finals and, you know, academically. But um, we were really struggling at being clean with our hands, and I laid down a couple patterns that, that forced us to do that. And at the Christmas tournaments, we were so much better uh, and, and competed at a different level. Um, and I think we, you know, last weekend we were not as good. But I think the Christmas break, when they go home and and don't and don't bowl necessarily as much as they are when they're here, we struggled a little bit. 
but we have three weeks here to get better before the conference championship, and I think it's uh, I think it's a good thing. Our guest here on the JetCast today is going to be Jared Roberts, a transfer in from the state of Nebraska. What's it been like to have this guy on campus, and what's he added to your program? Well, it's been good. Uh, Jared is is a lot of things, but he's very passionate about bowling, um, and he has a, a motor that doesn't stop. Um, and so that's been good just for his leadership, but it's also helped us. Uh, um, I would say last year we had a big problem with uh, low points and not being able to get out of that. And uh, Jared's passion and just his motor um, have made the, the, the lows a lot shorter this year. Uh, he's been able to keep the guys going and just keep us at an emotional level that's been pretty solid. Final question. I know the expectation is every year for you guys, you want to compete for national championships. You've been able to do that. Uh, what do these teams need to do down the stretch in order to put themselves in position to be there again this spring? Yeah, I think on the guys' side, we just got to keep growing. I mean, we definitely have the, the skill sets uh, to compete um, for a national title. Uh, the, the hard part about what we do is our sectional championships, you know, it's just like any other sport, right? It's one weekend, it's it's two days of competition, and, and there's a lot of good teams out there. Uh, but we, we just got to get ready to show up that weekend um, and be at the best we can be. On the girls' side, they, they've got to get better uh, physically. Um, and we've got to do a better job of cleaning frames. Uh, the girls go a game, game and a half, doing a great job of having clean frames, and then they'll go two games where they just—it's like they've never shot a spare before. <laughs> um, so they just—they have to work on consistency and playing at a high level. Billy Murphy, the head coach for Newman Bowling. Next up for them, conference championships in Shawnee, Oklahoma, on February eighth and ninth. You can follow along with them at newmanjets.com. Coach Murphy, good luck, and thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks for having us. When we come back to the JetCast, we'll be joined by one of those seniors you heard about, Jared Roberts. That's when we come back after this. When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops, the key is Keystone. Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to keystonesolidsurfaces.com. Back on the JetCast, we're talking Jets Bowling. And if you're not aware, bowling is one of the most prolific programs for Newman University in terms of championships, making national tournaments. So go out and see him bowl sometime. Jared Roberts is a senior on the men's team. In fact, he's the only senior and the leader on the team. They are headed into the conference championships coming up next month, a transfer from Midland University in Nebraska. And he is a Cornhusker himself, Jared Roberts. Jared, great to have you on the show. Yes, thanks for having you. Appreciate it. Well, last time out in the uh, conference match number six, uh, how did you do personally? Uh, on a personal level, um, I thought it was a pretty good showing for myself. Uh, Saturday kind of started off a little bit slow and decided to kind of just pull my head out of my own way and just kind of got myself going and uh, cleaned my hand up, filled some more frames, and was able to 
uh, make all tournament team um, with a pretty big game the last game and uh, just kind of kept my role going there at the Swibix. Um, I've had pretty good success so, so far making all four of them uh, on the ATT and then on Sunday uh, started off really well and then uh, actually game five I believe I actually uh, had the front eight um, and then decided to uh, just pull one over my left foot and uh, left a left a split. Um, but then uh, after that, uh, just kind of moved on and kept going at it and uh, was able to make ATT again as well. And uh, it was a pretty good showing for my half. Um, but like once again, as Billy talked about before, it's a, it's a big team thing. And oh, yeah. so uh, trying to get everybody on the same level is pretty important. And that's kind of what I'm striving to work for. A 200 plus average on the year for you. How do you feel about your personal season to this point? Uh, actually coming in, um, I did have a year off before I transferred here. Um, so I guess right now I'm kind of okay with it, but I had higher expectations. I wanted to average around 210, 215, um, just because I think I'm capable of, capable of doing that. And it's my last year, I mean, so I kind of want to go out with a bang. Of you know, course. Um, and everything. And so, but I got a couple tournaments left on a personal level um, to try and get that average up a little bit. But all in all, in the long run, the goal is to make it to nationals as a team and uh, bowl for a national title as a team. Jared Roberts is my guest. He's a transfer into this Newman bowling program and the only senior on the men's side. Uh, you're from Nebraska. Where in Nebraska? Uh, from Fremont, Nebraska. Fremont, Nebraska. I have called games from, for teams from Fremont, Nebraska in my travels in the Cornhusker State myself. How did you make it down here? You mentioned uh, that you've been at several schools and then took a year off and finally came down. What convinced you? to get back into bowling after taking a season off and how did you get down here to Wichita, Kansas? Uh, so yeah, it was kind of a long process. Um, I was at a community college, was going through an internship um, for like scouting fields and stuff and everything. Found out that agriculture was not going to work out. Um, had a bunch of needles stuck in my back, had a test done, found out I was allergic to about anything and everything. Oh. Um, they told me that wasn't going to work out so I kind of had to sit back and rethink about what I wanted to do in life. Um, and sports has always been something that I wanted to do. Um, and so then I uh, was here, was kind of down to two schools here and then uh, Wisconsin Whitewater as well. Um, I had two buddies um, that I bowled with. One goes here and then uh, one goes to Wisconsin Whitewater. And I was kind of looking at my A's and my B's and pros and cons, what I wanted to do. And then uh, actually I have two cousins that go down here. And Tyler Sinovec, uh, who bowls on the team as well, is one of my cousins as well. And he uh, called Billy up one day, and he's like, hey, my cousin's thinking about trying to get back into bowling. He's got one year left. Um, what do you think? Billy looked up uh, some stats and everything and stuff, and I was actually driving to Oklahoma to go watch my other cousin, Tyler Push, who goes here and he plays baseball at yeah. Newman. Um, I was going down to watch him play in Oklahoma, and I get a call from Billy. And we're talking for about five minutes, and then all of a sudden I uh, lost him because I was going through the hills of Oklahoma. And <laughs> so Billy probably didn't think too highly of me then just because he thought I probably hung up on him. But uh, he goes, yeah, he's like, I'd love to give you a scholarship, um, come out for one year. And uh, I think we actually worked something out, and I'm, I think I'm going to stick around again next year because i got one more year of school left, and I'm going to help coach and everything else and just keep continuing growing the path and the theory that they have here. All right. Well, man, that, that's an awesome story. Uh, and you mentioned that leadership. I was going to ask you that as a senior, but obviously it sounds like you're going to be providing that as a graduate here coming up. So how, do, how important is leadership on you know a bowling team where it's an individual sport, but they kind of throw it together to make the team concept work? Yeah, I think it's, it's a very, very big, important role. Um, a lot of times... When you get into Saturdays, it's more of like your people look at it as your individual aspects because um, it's individual games and people are trying to bowl for ATTs and stuff. 
but a lot of people don't realize that it still is for your team score. I mean, if you're going minus 50 at a tournament, those are 50 less pins that the team doesn't get. Rather, if you're going 100 over, I mean, that's 100 more pins that the team's getting for the overall team score. Um, so I think it's still like important to look at it like, okay, you know, I need to do what I can do best for the team, and how can we get ourselves to that right spot? Um, and so it's pretty important, um, and I just try and strive to be the best leader that I can be. We are a very, very young team here. Um, as we've talked about, I am the only senior, and uh, I think we only have a couple juniors, and otherwise a lot of the rest are freshmen. Um, so there's going to be a lot of good success here coming up in a couple of years, and I'm just trying to leave kind of the biggest legacy or you know, footnote that I can on my way out the door. Well, what's it been like? Obviously, uh, I don't think if you didn't get along with Coach, he probably wouldn't ask you to stay. So what's it been like to be coached by this Hall of Famer here this year? Uh, you know, it's it's been uh, it's uh, kind of a short of a loss of words, to be honest. Uh, I came from a school at Midland previously um, to where our coaching, I would say, was a little bit lacked. Um, we had a coach. Um, he just he didn't quite have the experience maybe at the college level, um, especially on the men's side, more so on the women's side he did than the men's side. Um, so it was kind of hard because when we were at Midland, um, I kind of had to play a player-coach role at the same time, so I couldn't really focus on my actual game. I had to kind of focus on being a leader as well as making the decisions. And so then I was hurting feelings, causing emotional stress, different things like that. And so uh, when I first met Billy, um, we kind of just had a talk about, you know, how Midland was, everything, kind of his expectations, my expectations, you know, and it was it was kind of delightful. I mean, I was able to just kind of take a deep breath and was like, you know, I can just kind of focus on myself. Um, and then Justin Crumley, our uh, meds, men's coach, who kind of is with us every weekend while Billy works with the girls mainly, um, he's he's a very important man right now in my life. Um, he's done so many things for me as far as, you know, really just kind of letting me take a step back and just focusing on my game. Um, it's so much, it's so pleasant to just be able to go out and bowl and not have to worry about, you know, hey, you're in the wrong part of the lane, or you're in the wrong ball, blah, 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 whatever. It's nice actually having a coach aspect. Um, and you can definitely see that both of these men, and we have other coaches as well that want us to get better and want us to succeed. And uh, just really trying to buy into what they're saying is the probably the most important thing that we need to do in order to be successful here coming down the road. Jared Roberts, senior from Fremont, Nebraska, is joining me here on the JetCast. And obviously, you've got a big tournament coming up, conference tournament. I'm assuming that being able to just focus on yourself is going to be critical to have success there at that big tournament here next month. Yeah, um, I am. It is important, I think, to focus on myself, um, but at the same time, like I've mentioned before, the number one thing that I'm trying to focus on is how can we get the team to you sure. know, win in the tournament. I mean, absolutely, that's what we've always talked about here is we like to win. We don't like to lose. I don't think anybody really likes to lose in that aspect. Um, you know, whatever I can do in order to help us succeed, you know, if that's making ATT or if, you know, that's getting a 20 over, filling a couple more boxes here and there. Um, whatever the case may be, and get us to you know winning that conference championship. That's that's kind of what we're striving for, and I think this is just kind of kind of be a good tournament to get us prepared for the Hoosier, which is coming up the weekend after that, um, which is the biggest tier one of the of the season, um, and that's really going to kind of be a good little stepping stone for us to get ready for postseason. That's kind of kicks off postseason, um, so I think whatever we can do as a team and uh, myself individually in order to get us to that level to succeed, uh, that's what really what I'm going to strive to do. Final question for you. 
you then, uh, it sounds like the goals for at least the men's team are uh, pretty lofty here over these next few months. They're uh, very, very lofty. Uh, we had a good talk uh, after our Vegas tournaments during Christmas break. Um, we actually got pulled aside and by our head coach, uh, or by Billy and Justin both, um, and they told us that at the Swibix that we uh, should have won both tournaments and here just this past weekend and uh, we should have won them by a long shot. Well, we ended up losing by you know two or three hundred pins. So it was a, uh, it was kind of a little bit setback for myself individually. I mean, just because I felt like I didn't do enough personally um, to get us to that point. And then, but also I kind of looked at it as a whole. Like you know, there was a bunch of things that we did wrong that we needed to do a little bit better. Um, but now you know it's kind of in the past and we can move on from that. So now it's uh, three weeks to prepare um, to go out and hopefully get that conference championship, um, and then uh, one week to prepare and uh, go out and hopefully bowl well and make match play at the Hoosier and then about a month off to prepare and uh, make nationals at sectionals and bowl well, finish in the top four, and uh, hopefully be taking a flight or something to Michigan and bowling for a national title. That sounds amazing. Jared Roberts is the only senior on this men's bowling team. Once again, they're in action at their conference championships down in Oklahoma in Shawnee on February 8th and 9th coming up next month. Good luck. Great to have you on the program. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's been fun here and uh, looking forward to the rest of the year. We'll be back with our basketball interview for the week. Coach Clarissa Crum, the fourth-year assistant on the women's team, when we return after this. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at SCCeiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Welcome back. Rocking up the JetCast here with Newman Women's Basketball. We're here with the assistant coach for the Newman Women. They are 9-9, and 4-5 and five in the MIAA. Clarissa Crum, Coach Spence always likes to call her kind of the mastermind behind him in the office. Coach, I appreciate the time. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, like I said, about 500, one game below 500 in MIAA play. What are your thoughts so far on the Jet season that's close to its midway point here? Um, I think it's been going good. I think that, you know, the growth and everything that we've had to experience this year with obviously losing, you know, Bria and Didi in last year's and then having Maria and Faith also with injuries, Maria's like career ending, um, you know, just adjusting and having new pieces come in. And I think that the girls have handled the adversity pretty well, adjusting to a new league, new buildings, new environments. Um, all those things play a factor into how a team works and, and how it comes across. But watching these girls grow, fight through all of it together, sticking together through the tough times and, um, I just think that it just speaks a lot of them as people um, and then how us coaches have been able to adjust to try and figure out different ways to make what fits best for this team. Um, and I think that's been – I think we're doing all right right now. Uh, I would say so. And, and Coach Spence has talked a lot about how he feels like the program is, is turning a corner and has over the last couple of years and that you've been a big part of that. What do you think has been the biggest factor in terms of this program getting to where you and Coach Spence want it to be? Um, well, I think it's it starts with just as being an assistant, um, just doing whatever is needed um, for the program. When I first came, there was a lot of things that was laid out for me 
to do that needed to get done that were his expectations, his vision, his goals. And for me, it was just putting, you know, putting my head down and just getting it done. Um, you know, being able to have a good relationship with Coach Spence in where he values what I have to say um, helps me um, and encourages me to, you know, step out on a limb every once in a while or maybe say something that's uncomfortable. Um, but us being able to work together in that and just really trying to create success here and keep it consistent, um, I think those are all important factors in creating a program. Um, and I'm just thankful for the opportunity to even be here and have this. Well, Coach Spence has said many times when he hires assistants, and I can definitely see Coach Love and Coach Lawler being this way, your predecessors before you got here, um, but he wants assistants who will tell him no. And you you and Coach Spence have always had an, an interesting kind of relationship um, where you're not afraid to tell Coach Spence no, uh, even when you're not talking about basketball things either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's... Um... You know, I don't know. I've just always kind of had a personality, I guess, like that, where I, I am quiet. I am not as loud as Coach Spence is, but I am... Coach Spence? Loud? What? I know. Um, I'm not as loud as him, but I am very, I guess, like, outspoken in a way. Sure. Um, and, not be, and being able to say no and being able to, you know, stand your ground sometimes. Just It's just a quality about you as a I'm still a leader even though I'm underneath a, a, a leader and a really good leader um, and I just think us being able to balance each other out that way um, helps people grow um, because I get told no a lot and I get told things as well and being able to hear that and listen that listen to that and, and grow and adjust we're also setting an example for these young women who are in our program that one day ha we'll have to be underneath somebody and in the real world sure and how that works. And um, when you believe in something, being able to stand up for it, but then also being able to listen and grow within yourself as well. Talking with Clarissa Crum, the women are back in action today. In fact, in a couple of hours, they'll be at Emporia State University to take on the Lady Hornets, a top 25 program all year. And you mentioned believing in something. And I know that's something that you've really emphasized. I think Coach Spence has emphasized it more and more as he's tried to build this program is the fact that you're at a Catholic university, a Christian university. And I know that your faith is really important to you. How much does that come into what you've been able to build here in terms of the basketball court um well i think just being is as growing up like not having that faith inside of me but you know being able to have very good leaders or be part of programs that kind of example like were examples of that mm -hmm. um and me starting to build my foundation on on my belief in jesus christ and and knowing that if i stand on him that I can do anything, you know, anything is possible. My job every day is to glorify God. Um, it says that in Scripture. And if I'm not glorifying Him, then I'm doing, you know, I'm not living my life the right way. As far as believing in what you can do, no matter what adversity, or you have to persevere through things, and not everything is going to be easy or handed to you. And I think that's that's our constant talk with these with these young younger players. Um, as they're starting to figure out who they are in 18 to 22 years of age, um, believing and standing on something that's strong and firm, 
I think being able to speak about that with them and share our faith with them is just something that'll hopefully plant seeds for a longer amount of time in their life. Um, I know that's something that I've learned how to do and how to be better at. I'm more of a, I would say like, by example, I'm going to serve others and put people before myself all the time. And um, I don't really want recognition for most of that. I just want my work to speak for for itself. You know, but I want to take care of them. I want to do that. And so I think by planting those seeds, by being able to talk about it, I think that's an amazing um, opportunity that we have and that we should, shouldn't should take lightly. Um, and I just think it's what God calls us to do and our purpose in life. And when we're constantly li- listening and seeking God's word in our life and what he's asking us to do, I think it just kind of shows um, for itself. So. Well, uh, amen to that. And and it's interesting you mentioned opportunity and what God puts before people and gives them an opportunity. Um, you know, you have a addition to your coaching staff this year, first since I've been here, a player assistant coach in Maria Saldana, who unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond her control, had to retire from basketball because of health conditions and injuries. And so an opportunity was taken away from her to play the sport that she loves. But now she has a different opportunity to get into coaching and maybe see if this is something that she wants to do. Um, How have you taken that on as an assistant coach yourself to try to be a mentor to Maria as you you were teaching her how to play basketball, and obviously it's a little bit different now that you're trying to teach her how to coach basketball. Um, it's been awesome. I, you know, part of, I've kind of recruited Maria and, you know, in part of that process and seeing her as the tough-nosed kid, and, and that's how she played, and, and when it was taken away from her, I know she was very um, upset about it, and it was just kind of like, well, we can still use you. You still have a talent. You still have an ability to do something. Um, I know that she wants to be a sports psychologist when she gets oh. older. Um, so being around the sport still will help with this, you know, the mental side of things. And, and me and her both having, I was a psych major and now she's a psych major. Us being able to communicate in that aspect of things of how we make things better, how we talk through things. She's actually um, taken control of our managers. She's really good mm, okay. at managing them and getting them in the right places. She's She just has a really um, neat personality, actually. She's very friendly. She's very in your bubble sometimes, but <laughs> but she just cares so much, and I see her take care of our players, and I see her take care of our managers, and, and that doesn't go unnoticed, you know. Um, she also is very good at computers and graphic design, so she really has helped out with our social media platform. A lot of the stuff you see on social media, she's kind of taken that over from Natalia, hasn't she? Yes, she has, and she's she's done a great job with it. She's very, um, you know, she was coachable, she was a point guard, so she's very, she's able to receive things, and she's always constantly communicating with me, so it's actually been nice to have that aspect of Somebody I knew as was our point guard and now, you know, being able to transition um, and allowing her to see things in a different way as well. Um, So she's kind of that in-between. We're still trying to let her enjoy her teammates uh, and still be a, a 
college student. Sure, of course. Um, but there are also other responsibilities that she has as along with it. Well, uh, another change for the coaching staff this year, obviously, is Natalia Hausman graduated after her stint, was mm-hmm. welcoming in Coach Cameron Cates. What's it been like to have that guy around from the eastern part of the United States? Um, well, coming in, we knew that he had some coaching background. Um, I think with him, it's it's been teaching him the difference between JUCO and NCAA. Sure. Um, and there are a lot more responsibilities that we have to do. There's a lot less on the court things. There's a lot more things in the office with recruiting. Um, you know, what Coach Spence expects um, from him. You know, it it's actually given me a better opportunity to lead now two people in different opportunities sure. different spots and i have four managers um so you know it's 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 helped me grow as a leader um you know sometimes i get frustrated but i don't mean to get frustrated and i appreciate like his energy i appreciate his willingness to make people feel good um he has a really ni- a neat personality too it's a lot more outgoing and extroverted than mine um, but he always keeps a smile on everybody's face. He's very, you know, has that energy about him. I think as he pursues and gets older into him wanting to be a coach, because he does want to coach, he does want to make college coaching his career, um, just allowing him grace to grow, um, allowing him to build his confidence in things that he needs to get you know, he can do, he's capable of doing, but just being confident in doing it in those moments and and just watching him grow from last semester to this semester already has been fun. He's grown a lot. Um, we've had some bumps in the road, but it's okay. It's, it's going to happen. It was the same with Natalia. Sure. So. Well, I think with Coach Spence is people over perfection, right? Yes. So that, that's that's <laughs> bound to happen. And, and someone, boy, that really leads into my next question about Abby George, uh, who's really struggled to find any kind of consistency and in practice you work a lot with the post players uh, how rewarding is it for you to see her come out I know the seven turnovers and I talked to coach Spence about that not what you want but uh, back-to-back 10 plus point games and 15.7 rebounds for her last time out how great was it for you to see her really starting to perform up to what you think her potential is well it's been it's been awesome to watch her grow obviously I've been here all the end the same length of time that she's been here um, as a freshman, you know, to see her after redshirt and then just her to grow every year. Abby is cap- more than capable of doing this. Um, it's her believing in herself that she ha- that she can do it, her slowing herself down, making those reads. Um, so I, I'm, ex- I'm happy for her. I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that she's finally coming along. Um, but I've seen her this year. Something's clicked in her where she's taken this a little bit more seriously, I think. Um, you know, she's the leader of the post player. Her and Haley, you know, are like the leader of the post players right now, the forwards. And I've just seen her slow herself down, go make, not be afraid of that contact anymore. Um, so it makes me happy. Um, <laughs> yes. But um, but not only that, she she, this is, that's who she's capable of being. And I hope that seeing this in two games, it just keeps 
come in for her. So Final question for you, and I always usually leave the toughest question for the last question, um, but Coach Crum had a birthday on Saturday. You can find it on social media. The team brought in the cake. So I'm not going to ask you how old you are. My question is, uh, I know from having Imani White on for postgame that the girls got you a little gift. Uh, what was the gift, and, and how, did you enjoy the gift or the cake more for your birthday on Saturday? Well, okay, so the girls gave me a gift, and Coach Spence gave me this the perfect man chocolate bar oh. thing. Um, so Coach Spence did that? It's yeah, hard to imagine. I know, hard to ma- imagine that. But it was it was very – I was thankful for that. You know, I really just wanted them to win and focus on the game, of course, and Coach Spence was like, no, we have to celebrate. Um, but the girls surprised me with a cake. Um, I was really surprised by that and just – thankful for their thoughtfulness on it and um i do appreciate the (laughs) the gift (laughs) and the cake so Uh, even if it is from coach spence yes even if it is from coach spence (laughs) coach clarissa crumb the women's basketball team once i uh, as i mentioned in action today in a couple hours 5 30 tip off you can hear all the action on the newman jets audio network as they take on the lady hornets tonight coach good luck Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. That's the JetCast for this week. When we come back next week, we will have Newman Jets baseball as we start previewing the spring sports. The Diamond sports are on the way, so that's coming up next week. So for now, Blake Cripps saying go Jets.